Welcome back to season two of the Millennial Medium Podcast, the podcast where two millennials demystify the mystical and give you support, tips, and tricks for your own spiritual journey. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore millennial underscore medium for behind the scenes content and show notes. Enjoy the episode. This is a trigger warning for suicide and mental illness. In this episode, we will be discussing Lauren's experience with her manic psychotic episode, how she's recovered, and how that has affected her spirituality. Thank you. There's always been a shift. Everybody says that all the time now. There's a shift happening. Do you remember last year on Tiki Taki how, oh, there I go again, talking about TikTok. Uh, Remember like August 20 something? Yeah, they were like, get ready. And you know when I went crazy? August 27th. August 27th is when I went crazy. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Yes. Season two. Welcome back. (laughs) This can be season two, right? It's been almost a year to the day since we released our last episode. I know. I was trying to what I was trying to figure out when it was. I don't know. It was like October, November. I'm not afraid. I'll pull up my Spotify. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. I'm scared. But yeah, I mean, there's oh. always a fucking shift happening, man. Like, we just got done watching Wild Wild Country on Netflix. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. that, dude, you should watch it. It's all about this cult that was like in Oregon in the 80s. Uh huh. Dude, you would the, love um, it. What was the cult called? Rajneeshi. Raj, Rajneesh. Yes. Bhagwan Rajneesh. Yeah. yeah. I, that's on my list. Oh, my God. You're going to gag. Our last episode was on Halloween last year. Ah! Almost a year. But it wasn't us. It was me and my mom. Oh, yeah. We did a Saturn Returns on October 20th. I had Shannon on the month before that. Yep. I remember that. So it was a little bit of a gappy poo in there. I remember I had just gotten back on to my antidepressant. So I was feeling good. I was (laughs) feeling good. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. Oh, fuck, man. I can't believe that was a year ago. So I guess that's what we're going to talk about today is like mental illness and spirituality because it's connected. Yeah, bro. I'm not going to lie. There are very few things in my life that have like shaken me to my core. But you what is it? What do we call it? A psychotic break? Yeah. Psychotic manic episode. Yeah. Uh, That probably like I remember being like, I'm not practicing mediumship anymore after this. Which is wild. Well, because the brain. Why? Yeah. Why? What? What? I want to hear it from your side because all I know is my side. Well, I mean, the last thing I remember. Well, first of all, you've been my best Judy now since what? Like 2018. Mm-hmm. So and and one of probably the most stable people I've ever met. <laughs> At least that was, you know, makes me giggle. I, I know what you mean by stable, like reliable kind yeah. of yeah. structure sturdy like, grounded grounded i know you always used to, you always called me grounded you're like well yeah really Matter i was gonna throw myself off a bridge one time and you can't oh we should put a, a trigger warning in front of this <laughs> um trigger warning <laughs> for the rest of this episode um suicide and mental illness and everything under the sun under the sun trigger warning if vulnerabilities you're vulnerabilities vulnerability saturn's returning always um, my saturn return like hits the dot in february so so get ready ready. you're you're, you're already in it i mean well i know but the day it returns get this you know how next year is 
2022. Yeah. So my Saturn returns in February of 2022. I'm like, oh, cool. Two, two, two. I wonder what day it returns. The 22nd. No, I thought it could be the second. Bitch is the third. Oh, that's it could have been two, 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 two. And yet I, I'm telling you, here you are off. Always one day versus like, eh, eh. yeah, you we're could, not giving you that. Cool. We're not giving you that no. satisfaction. No, things are aligned, but they're not that aligned. You crazy bitch. Not, not, not. I'm not going to give that to you. You came and picked me up when I was going to throw myself off a bridge and got me Sonic. Remember yeah. that? And I was fine. Yep. So I always that's how I threw my lens, how I saw you. Now, I didn't realize that you were ramping up into this manic, psychotic episode until you called me that it happened on a Friday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you called me the night before. Oh, yeah. To tell me that you had gone to the park. I was making candles. You tell me you gone to the park and something very strange had happened at the park. You had like interacted with these dudes and like, I don't know if I'm just a fucking idiot, but like I clocked that you were being odd but i didn't clock how odd well and i think it that makes total sense because we talk about shit that to the outside world seems odd and yeah. that's g- true general that's true you know you talking to dead people yeah you communicating so yeah but you were so frantic things, yeah i i at that point that was my first actual manic like psychotic episode it was very it came in waves where i would go psychotic have this experience and then come back down like people would bring me down yeah so that night at the park i was under the impression that i got a message um i was listening to rupaul skateboarding Mm -hmm. i was dancing i was performing oh my god i felt and i it was like the best i've ever felt you know do you still feel that way like god no oh no but like looking back that what that like was it nice it was nice and then it got scary okay because of the reaction of the other people okay oh that's right you had a message to deliver to one of the dudes yeah okay i had a message to deliver (laughs) that and yeah that um I got the name. What was it? Oh, Marcus. Mm, yes. And I, I got the name Marcus and I got that mother was was proud or mother was something about his mother. Okay. And I read myself up. I'd been listening to music. I was skateboarding around these guys and there was like guys. It was and granted, this is like 11 o'clock at night. Right. Um, And I put my headphones down and I'd been dancing and I'd like fall on my skateboard, but I'd roll over and be like, I'm good. Like I was having the time of my life. Right. And then I walk over to them and I'm like, who's Marcus? And one of the, one of the kids raises his hand. And I was like, okay, I got to tell you. And I'm fucking manic. I'm out of my mind. Uh, And I was smoking weed, of course. Right. So that doesn't help anything. And I'm like, your mom, I have to tell you, and I go into this like whole spiel, like word vomit. Um, I start connecting all these dots and they're looking at me like I am crazy. Right. And 
I, I don't I don't even remember what happened after that because my trauma brain has like cut things out. Yeah. But essentially the guy's name wasn't Marcus. And then they were one fucking of the guys, with you. they were fucking with me. Yeah. And but one of the guys didn't know English and he was <laughs> he was backing away because he was freaked <sighs> the fuck out at me. And I'm pretty sure he was calling me the devil. He was speaking to me in a different language and my brain was interpreting what he was saying. Sure. I have no idea if this is what he was saying, but I, he was saying red. He was saying devil. He was looking at me like I was the devil. So okay. all these <laughs> and dude and it just culminated into me like apologizing and saying like, oh, I'm so sorry. I like I got this message and I was freaking out because of how they were reacting. And then I thought I was crazy and and um like I had this I had this cut on my shoulder and a kid had the same cut on his shoulder in the group. And I was like, oh, we no. had the same cut. And so I'm like creating all these like connections between me and these guys. Right. When uh, this is just coincidence at 11 o'clock at night in a park and they're smoking something, too. You know, right. like I'm basically giving them a bad trip. I'm having a bad trip. That's what it felt like. Right. And I'm like, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. And then as I left the park, um, as I'm like walking away, all the lights in the park shut off. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because it's time for that. Yeah. Oh, my God. And that just in my head solidified. I'm a witch. I am the devil. I have done this thing. So that was the first thing. And then I went home and I called you. I called called several people. people. Yeah. yeah, because I was also getting messages that I had to call three people and it was just I was like I wasn't hearing any voices. I wasn't they were just knowings and I right. It was bad as you do as you yeah. as you get knowings. Uh, yep. I think that was the first time you asked me, am I crazy? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you're not crazy. I mean, you were acting strangely. Mm hmm. But I wasn't clocking that it was what it was. That it was psych. Yeah. Yeah. Psychosis. And then the next day at like noon, I get a call from your mom. (laughs) And bless her heart. She was very vague. Not that not that we knew yet anything. Yeah, but uh, she's like, you know, they're they're taking she. Well, she did tell me that she was worried about you. And our uh, most of our listeners probably know that you were working at Barnes and Noble in a mall, right? In yeah, the, in the town where we live, yeah, town adjacent. So you went to work that morning. <laughs> yeah, as usual. I should I should not have gone. No, my mom. Was, who could have known? No, and my mom. Uh, my mom was very much trying not to get me to go to work. And at this point, I was full on psychotic. Yeah, I thought I thought so many different things um, that it it would be hard to even make sense of it all. She went there to check on you. She was like, I I went to the mall really just to check on to like return some things, but to check on Lauren. And she's like, when I got there, there was like ambulance outside of Barnes and Noble. And she's like, I knew I knew that it was Lauren. That was me. Yeah. Yeah. And she ran up and pulled the doors and they were locked. And she was saying that she was your mom. 
Yeah. God, mother's intuition is strong, is it Dude. not? Oh, it was it's scary. It, it it was okay. So what the fuck happened inside the Barnes and Noble? <laughs> I mean, not that not that I don't already know, but regale us. Just, uh, yeah, they just crack, crack your fingers. So leading up to this, I had gotten really into Irish mythology. Oh God, yeah. Oh yeah, that's all coming <laughs> back to me now. Well, there are so many things. So uh, the pandemic obviously was hard on everybody, right? Um, but throughout it, I was working at Barnes and Noble while we were closed and dealing with certain stressors. And I took to uh, coping with this by smoking uh, tons and tons of marijuana on the daily 24 Mm seven. I was also taking Adderall prescribed for my ADHD. I wasn't abusing it. I was taking it maybe once a day. Right. Um, But then I got put on an anti or not anti. I got put on a yeah antidepressant as well because I was feeling pretty depressed and angry i was having just like these it just felt like rage inside of me right and um my nurse practitioner put me on a an antidepressant i didn't tell her how much weed i was smoking right but um that because we don't Adderall. do that <laughs> no no yeah. <laughs> yeah um but i had been listening to this audiobook about Irish mythology and so many things. I was trying to connect with my ancestors, mm-hmm. trying to do some, you know, healing. I'm very Irish. Yeah. And I I felt very called to look into my ancestors and I started listening to some myths about it. And so much of the these myths started resonating with me. Oh yeah. So much so that I started to believe that I was a reincarnation of so many of these myths. Just because like the experiences of these stories resonated in my present day life. Like I could, I could create these connections. Right. Um, Specifically with this myth about the true which was like a, they're fairy folk that were very into music, poetry, arts, very much (laughs) like Druid type, all the stuff I was into. Cool shit. Cool shit. But they were also warriors. Right. Um, and that day in Barnes and Noble, at this point, I feel there's so many things that happen. So many delusions is what they yeah, were. They were yeah. delusions. Um, but I somehow got myself to Barnes and Noble. I was mm-hmm. late, but something in me told me they didn't care that I was late. And I got in there like 15 minutes late. Nobody said anything to me. They're like, hey, Lauren, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm great. How are you? <laughs> like I was. I at that point, yeah, I was I hadn't slept the night before at all. Right. Um, I was in my bed listening to uh, actually I was listening to Spanish. I had convinced myself that if I listened to Spanish during the night that I could teach myself Spanish as you do, as you do when you can't sleep. And all of a sudden um, I'm up at the front and I just start hearing this like rhythm in my head mm-hmm. and I'm checking out a customer and I start pounding on the keyboard to this rhythm and I'm like pounding and I'm like, like dancing okay. and the poor soul that is on the other end of this register is like, <laughs> can I just check out? Like, he's like, can I just check out? And bitch, you know what didn't help? 
was the fact that the book that he was oh, no. checking out was the title of the book is I think it was like it's all in my mind oh my or God. something yeah something very triggering right. to somebody who's going through psychosis right so I'm like oh it's all in my mind oh, oh it's all in my and I start singing and then um I want to I want to I want to pause and say the only reason we're laughing now is because we've cried all of our tears about this. Oh, yeah. 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 Listen, I, I had a different experience <laughs> I, than everyone around me. Obviously, I was having sure. the time of my life. Yeah. Until you weren't. But yeah, I just want to preface that because I'm laughing because I love hearing you retell this. Oh, yeah. I know that it's I not funny. It. it wasn't funny when it happened, but no. it's been over a year now. And so we've. We've compartmentalized properly. Okay, continue. So you're, <laughs> you're banging on the keyboard. I'm banging on the keyboard. Then I grab one of the book um, holders that, you know, like the plastic holders that you like yeah. display the books. Yeah. And I'm like tapping that tap, tap. And I break it <laughs> on oh the God. table. Did he look I, scared? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember at that point. But yeah. yes, he, he probably he looked was freaked out. Yeah. And then I broke it and I looked around and my manager was there and she didn't see me do this, but she heard the noise. And one of my coworkers was there and they turned around. And they were like, oh, my God, what was that? And they're looking, they're trying to find what because I had broken this plastic thing. Right. And I was also like, oh, my God, what happened? And that point, because they didn't see me, I thought I was invisible. Mm. So then I'm running. I started running around the store, like just hopped into it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm invisible. Oh, my gosh, this is the calling. Like, I felt like I was being called uh -huh. to fight against <laughs> something. It was well, and this is all um, as um, I mean, May, June, July, August, things were happening in the civil rights movement. And yeah. I was like very invested in Black Lives Matter. And yes, I felt like I had to be I was called to like bring music into the world and i felt like all of my artist friends like this mm -hmm. was happening to them as well right like i felt i was being called to this like artistic army and now all my friends were also being activated yes. and we were all gonna meet somewhere like dude i had like a distinct um somebody specific in my head i was like oh she's being activated right now mm -hmm. and he's being activated and then i started running around the room um around the Barnes and Noble <laughs> screaming at the top of my lungs. Um, music makes the people come together right now. Oh my God. I love that song. It's a pop. It was great, but it, it um, it, okay. It, do you remember <laughs> anything besides, I mean, obviously what was going on in your head was very intense. Do you mm -hmm. remember the way like you're in a Barnes and Noble in a mall? So you're not yeah. alone, like by no. any means. No, like are and this people was, looking at you? Yeah. And this, this was back in August. So things had like May, we opened back up right in, of 2020. Right. And I'd been working June, July. And throughout that time, I was starting to um, just get really overwhelmed with the amount of people. But there still wasn't like that many people in the store. I remember um, you had a really hard time with that, as anybody would. I mean, yeah. I wasn't working. I still not, I'm not working out with the public. But I remember mm -hmm. you saying several times, like, because people would come in, they wouldn't be masked. Yeah. They weren't taking it was a very stressful. stressful. Yeah. And of course, that added to 
this break. <laughs> right. Um, but I wasn't really concerned with anybody. Sure. I was only concerned in my quote unquote mission to run around the room. And I, I remember jumping so high. I remember running so fast, like in my head. I also at this point thought I was an alien trapped in a human body. Like there's right. a lot of stuff going on. Lots going on. I remember I, before this all happened, I was walking around the store and there was a book called The Body. And it's, it's a book about just teaching you about the human body. Right. And I was like, oh, I got to set that book aside because I'm going to learn some stuff from this. Because this mm. is like I felt, it, man, I felt like a star child. Star, yes. Star seed. Yep. Star there seed. you go. That's what they call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sammy Hamilton agrees. <laughs> and um, oh, my God, my face is getting hot while I say this. Yeah, dude, this is because it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then my managers uh, like got me to calm down this beautiful angel sent person named Vanessa. I will always remember her. I don't remember what she looked like, but I remember who she was. Vanessa, she came up to me and she was like, my daughter suffers from panic and anxiety. Can I help you? And I was like, like a customer. Yeah. Just a random customer came up to me and said, can I help you? And I was like, yes, Vanessa, help me, please. And at that point, I had like, anytime somebody offered to help me, I was yeah. like, yes. I had this specific like connection that I had with other people that I knew that people were good. I knew that people, um, uh, yeah, it was just like, like you weren't afraid knowing. of them. There was, it was, it was no. like, there was like a camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and very much like it was so light, like it felt so light in this traumatic moment, you know, and she, she took me through these breathing exercises. She sat me down and like had me put my hands above my head and like focus on, like, she took me through all these things. She went, uh, she went to one of the Pusheen displays that we had at Barnes and Noble and brought back like a stuffed Pusheen animal. Okay. And she's like, here, this will help. And I was like squishing it. I was like, yes, Vanessa helps so much. Thank you so much. Mm. And I remember saying thank you over and over and over to Vanessa. And she's saying, you're doing so good. I'm like, so are you. Thank you so much. Like it was, it was a very transformative experience. And like my managers were all around me um, helping out because they knew me at that point. They know- They know you so well. You've worked there forever. Yeah, I'd worked there five years. And like Vanessa was like, can we get her some vitamin C? And one of my managers went and brought me orange juice. And then at that point, the paramedics were starting to come in. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, who's hurt? Who needs the paramedics? Who's what? We got to do something. And bitch, it was me. Oh, my God. It was me. And um, you recreate yourself at that time very well. Yeah, that's exactly what you sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a once an actor, <laughs> always I, an actor. Well, and also because I felt like I was living out my true self during right. those moments. Yeah. Of heightened mania. I felt never more, never more did I feel like myself than in those moments, which is wild because I was manic. But that's what mania does to you. It changes your brain chemistry. But 
That's insane. Yeah. And I, I seriously, I remember specifically I had to ask for every single person's name because I needed to make a connection with everybody that was helping me. So I remember there was Penny. I remember there was, Oh my God. You still remember. Yeah. And what did the paramedics treat you like? They they treated me like just a human being because I was (laughs) as they should, but they were going along with all of my, um, like everything I was saying, because I was very light, like I would be burping because of the orange juice. And I'd be like, I'm not going to throw up. I'm not going to throw up. And they're like, yeah, you don't throw up. We wouldn't like it if you threw up. Right. And it felt like we were in like an improv scene together or something <laughs> is how I could explain it. Right. Like it was very much yes. And yes, everything. And I remember there were um, there were police officers there as well, because this was happening at the mall. And there was a, a person who could be a danger to herself or anybody or around. else. So they had, yes police officers like standing further back and my wide ass goes what's his name over there and I oh, point no. out one of the police officers I'm like what's his name I want to know his name and they and he's just standing there like with his arms crossed just like taking me in with his mask I'm like why don't you smile sometime why are you always like I was I was yeah the audacity um, well I mean I was trying I, to lighten the mood yeah I really was yeah he I wasn't was, having it that was my whole that was the your goal. Whole, that was that was my goal. Was yeah. To lighten the mood. Do and, you think uh, this was um, like this went on for several days? Yeah. W- w- do you think this was the best part? Because mm-hmm. there did come a time when you like, and we'll get to this in a second, but where you would look at me and be like, "Am I going to be this way forever?" Yeah. Did I say that? Oh yeah, several times. Oh, I so, see. I don't remember that. Okay, so there was like a point at which you were not loving whatever was going on. But this part at Barnes and Noble, everything was good. Everything was good because it felt like I was. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. I, I can't even explain how good I felt. Yeah. It, yeah. And, that, and that's the part that scares me the most. Yeah. Because I believe you. Did they put you on a stretcher? Yep. They put what, me on the stretcher. What do you think about that? I was like, <laughs> "Wee, let's go. Let's oh go. God. Where are we going? And I remember <laughs> my poor coworkers because there was one of my co- one of my very like close coworkers was um, kind of standing by the register. And as I was like riding out on the stretcher, I like look over to her and I because <laughs> again, I'm getting all these messages. Right. And I I look at her and I go. <gasps> The women who run with wolves. You need to read that book. The women who run with wolves. I have that book. They, you have that book? Yeah. Yeah. That book also kind of like got me along this journey of like, I'm a wild woman who mm. that's a good book. You should, everyone out there should read it. Yes. But it's the mythology of the wild woman. And at that point, that's what I thought I was experiencing. And so I was telling my coworker to read that because I know she's a wild woman, too. Right. 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 Now they take you in the ambulance. They take me in the ambulance and I'm singing. I can't stop singing, girl. That's true. I can corroborate that. Well, I was singing good, too. Like I had no at least this is my memory of it. Right. I had no uh, limitations to my voice. I was singing (laughs) like (laughs) 
Like I was singing the best I've ever sung. I believe in my you. Life. I actually believe that. I wish it had been recorded. They were the, probably um, like, wow, this girl can sing. Because you can sing. There was a moment in on my second ambulance ride I'll tell you about where where I, they I, were commenting on that. Oh yeah. So they no, took I you to like off. the regular ass people hospital? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the time I was singing, they're like, Lauren, you got a great voice, but you gotta keep it down. But you mm. gotta keep it down. I was like, mm. oh, okay, okay. So I just sing it like this. Like yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. You were taking instructions. I was taking instructions, yep. And then um then at that point they had put me on some medication. I don't remember uh a lot of specifics. Yeah. But at the hospital, it was just I just remember distinctly anytime somebody came in, I wanted to ask their name. I wanted to know their life story. I mm-hmm. wanted to I just wanted to be in contact with all these people and learn about them. And it wasn't about me. It was very right. much like like I'd looked into what ego death is. Uh-huh. Oh yes. And I I feel like that's what I was experiencing, which is something people experience when they're on psychedelics. Yes. Right. It's yes. like this disconnect of of the self and it's mm-hmm. all about the connection with other people right with outside of the self and i right. feel like that's what i was experiencing by the time i got to the hospital okay it was um, changing things were changing very rapidly is yeah. this when you start telling people that your best friend saw dead people maybe yeah yeah maybe your mom called me and was like lauren's telling everyone <laughs> Lauren's telling I'm everyone you to everybody. And I was like, fuck, because that became. I don't know if I think that was the night I talked to you on the phone. Was that when you were watching the Madonna baseball show? What's that movie? Yep. Madonna's in. Yeah, it was a, a league of their own. Thank yeah, you, you called me from the hospital. Yeah. And you did tell me that you thought the nurse was me or something. That was the second time. Oh, that was the second time. Yeah. See, this all happened so quickly. Oh, within a week. Yeah. Yeah. My first hospital stay was on the 28th. The -hmm. second was on the 4th. So that was like a week in between there where I was just manic the whole time. (laughs) Fuck, dude. But yeah, so so then it started to be at least from what I can understand on the outsider um, point of view that all of my interest in spirituality mm-hmm. and all of this is what got me to this point. And I feel like that was just a symptom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just another aspect of it because not only was I experiencing these spiritual quote unquote, I mean, I have no idea what was going on, but I was also making these crazy connections with musical theater, which is a, another big thing I'm very passionate about in my life. So right. It was like everything was coming out to play. Everything was coming out to play and everything was connected. That was a big part of it. Like I could make connections with anything. Like I could see like nothing was a coincidence. I remember saying that over and Mm. over that nothing was a coincidence. Everything was leading me to the next thing, which is something I felt before all of this happened, but never in this magnitude And the interesting thing about somebody going through this, I had never experienced this firsthand or secondhand or even thirdhand. But when you called me from the hospital, 
it's odd because there are moments when you're like, oh, yeah, that's Lauren. There are moments when you would say things or your cadence of tone would be so normal, normal or regular that I that it was so disorienting. Right. Because you're like going on and on and on about this baseball movie that you're watching, how you want to be cast in that show. And then (laughs) and then you would say something and I'd be like. Oh, man, Lauren, this is a lot. You would be like, yeah, I know it is. Right. <laughs> and I'd be like, OK, that sounds like her, though, like because you're not not you. <laughs> and and I knew because I knew what I was experiencing was off because I was in the hospital, obviously. Right. Um, but I couldn't shake the idea that there was something bigger going on. Right. Um, and that's obviously well a delusion in itself. I, it's still, it's, I I know it's still, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, even when you got out of the hospital and came home that I think from my perspective at that point, things had devolved to where I was like, okay, she's sick. But those first couple of days, you were very like I want to use the word coherent and maybe it's the wrong word, but you were very much still a player in the game. Yeah. And then as it kind of went on, it was obvious that you had then become like a prisoner, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does make sense. But at first you were you were rolling with the punches. Well, and yeah, like I said, it kind of went in waves. I remember the very first night. Um, like on the 27th, the night, um, I felt this wave go through my body and so many delusions started happening at once. But one of the biggest ones was that I was now in purgatory. Oh, jeez, I was in like I had reached half my life halfway and now I was experiencing it in hell. And I, again, I don't know how to explain this right. verbally, but it was so apparent to me that I was now going to experience life like with the tragedy mask on instead yeah. of the, the happy mask. So it like flipped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something switched. And was then, that scary? Yes. Okay. But I felt like I had a team with me. Okay. I felt protected. Yeah. I felt um, I did not feel alone. Okay. Um, and in the real world, yes, but not spiritually, I guess. Not. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. Is there and a few? Like, where do you think that comes from? Like, where does that? Because you would say things to me in the cadence of how I would give readings, Mm -hmm. right? Like in that same, almost so similar that you could tell that it was like a recreation, but, but from in my mind, I'm like, okay, but this is how people give messages. Yeah. That's what fucks me up. Yeah. Because I, I mean, at that point I was under the impression that's what I was doing was giving, giving messages. Right. And so you were, so you were with the cadence and the 
get like the understanding, like as I would read somebody like as, you know, and I was like, okay, you didn't have any messages for me. What the fuck? No, I don't think so. (laughs) Damn it. What the hell, man? Sorry. I know you were asking questions. No, I wasn't asking questions. (laughs) I wasn't. You were telling me pretty much everything I needed to know. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I was what I was trying to do desperately was to get you to understand my brain pattern, basically. Yeah. That that I was trying. I was trying so hard. I remember that day that you came over and after I'd gotten out of the hospital, Mm -hmm. we had like a play date. We did. I had to watch you. <laughs> yeah, you had to. Watch. Yeah, that's what it was. But yeah, we were hanging out for sure. We we're hanging out, and um, yeah, I know. I felt like a dog that you was did? excited. Yep, I remember yeah. shaking my tail, wagging you my did. tail. You had a tail. Uh, I was very, very excited to see my friend, mm-hmm. and we like did coloring books and stuff. But I was so manic, and I was trying to get you to understand. The messages that I was saying and the connections in these um, basically how my brain was working, but I couldn't verbalize it. Um, You tried. My brain was it was going so fast. Yeah. My brain has never moved that fast my entire life. And I've never talked that fast than I did in that week. You did talk very fast. You also didn't sleep a lot, which is like, how much can the body fucking handle, man? Because that's, you know. I mean, it's very common with people who are manic. They don't need to sleep. But isn't that incredible that like like in our normal lives, we're like, oh, man, I'm getting so tired. But like, bro, you can push through like you were obvious. Your physical body was obviously pushing through as a result of what was happening mentally. But that's just like insane to me. Like the body just doesn't like fall asleep. You know what I mean? Like because you like when I came over that day, you were it had uh, something had obviously changed because there Mm -hmm. were moments where you would get very scared and you would be like, am I going to be this way forever? I know this doesn't make sense. And then you would like flow out of that. Yeah. I remember because, and that was always brought on by me noticing that another person was worried about me. Yes. You were very observant. Yes. I was so highly attuned to other people. What the fuck? And their emotions and their like you, body you would language. Think it would been you like because okay, you were acting as maybe somebody a lot younger would behave. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you have the cognitive abilities of a twenty-seven-year-old, twenty-eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like you're grown. Yeah, at the time, so, twenty-seven. It wasn't easy to keep stuff from you. Right. You would like if we were on the phone with somebody and we were like trying to make that we weren't talking to who we thought we were, you would be you would like undercut and be like, I know you were on the phone with so and so. Were you talking about me? Yeah. But you wouldn't expect that. I mean, obviously, this doesn't have a right oh, or reason, but like, you know, know, you wouldn't expect that from somebody who's like, I have a tail. Yeah. <laughs> but you were so observant. Oh, yeah. And it was hard to keep a poker face because like, I remember you started emptying out your room. <laughs> you were bringing everything from your room oh, yeah. into the living room. Yeah. Because um, uh-huh. you needed it. You needed it. I needed it. Yeah, you did. And um, and then you would have to perform for us. 
Oh yeah. yeah. But then you would, <laughs> then you would like throw in something very observant and very like, like you would stop still and be like, I know that you think what I'm saying is crazy. Totally monotone, totally normal. And then, and that was the hard part because that I could see you struggling. I mean, obviously you were struggling anyway, but, but you know, like in the Barnes and Noble era, you were, mm-hmm. <laughs> you were okay. And there are moments when you're okay, but then there's the moments where you obviously knew something was wrong, maybe because of us. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, f- I feel like, well, you guys kept me in reality in the actual reality, um, which was dissonant be- to what you were experiencing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I wasn't like hallucinating anything. I, I honestly was just my brain was moving so, so, so fast. And I finally figured out like it felt like, like I understood things about me, about my past. Like I had reached in and solved some childhood trauma. Like right. that's what it felt. And I was trying to explain like my connections. I can't imagine how fucking frustrating that must have been. Oh my God, so fucking frustrated. And I still have like, like I tried to get my dad to watch an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer with me because I knew, because I understood the episode finally from an outsider's perspective. Like, I'm like, oh, I understand what is going on. Dad, watch. This is what's happening to me. Right. And he was like, oh, yeah, watching Buffy. Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, we tried to watch Mean Girls and we got like 10 minutes through yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you kept pausing it. Yeah, because I had stuff to say. I know you had a lot of stuff to say and a lot of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We colored Color. a lot. We colored a lot. And and I will say, I had, again, same with like, there is no inhibitions right. with my voice singing and there was no inhibitions with my art while I was like the, I have a Buffy the Vampire Slayer coloring book. Yes, you do. And- what I did on that page in a matter of minutes, mm-hmm. uh, I was amazed with yeah. what I did. Yeah. Because I was just, it was all intuitive. Right. And I couldn't recreate that today. I would be like, oh, this sucks. Oh, I'm looking. Uh. It's just, it's so what is that? I, like now that you're a year out of that, I mean, and that went on for a while. To yeah, the point where I was like calling my mom who works in a psych oh, unit, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And being like, is Lauren going to get better? And the other day when I went to see her last weekend, she was like, how's Lauren doing? And I was like, Lauren's great. I mean, Con- you know, considering, it, yeah. considering I was like, she's, you know, she's returned for sure. and has been for <laughs> a long time. Yeah. Um, and my mom said to me, oh, good. I didn't know she was ever going to get better. And I was like, bitch, you told me. <laughs> you told me you she told was going to get better. And you did slowly over time. Oh, yeah. And it got it. I mean, you had to I go got, away. Well, I will say this time last year, I my meds were finally kicking in. Um, I got put on a mood stabilizer and. And then I hit like a, the biggest depression I've ever had in my entire life. Mm. And I didn't I didn't know what depression really was until November of last year. Yeah. 
like I'd experienced depression, but this was on a whole nother level um, that I am very glad that I'm not there now anymore. Well, the, um, and the delusions once you because you had a, you went somewhere for like two weeks, right? Was that? Yeah. So the second time I had a big um, <laughs> I had a big episode right. at home mm-hmm. and the police were called and the ambulance was called and bitch this again another crazy fucking coincidence that just makes me feel like i'm in a freaking game you know what's that movie with jim carrey the truman show dude bitch yeah (laughs) yes yes um i know one police officer i went i did um softball with her and um bitch the police officer that came to my house that day was her and it, again, it, yeah, it felt like the Truman Show. Yeah, it felt like, of course, it did. All of this was happening. It was a conspiracy, and then at that point, I thought it was Jesus. So mm-hmm. that's when the booping was happening. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought this was my specific delusion that I was a reincarnation of Jesus, the mm-hmm. second, and I was going to bring people into the second coming. Yeah, by snapping in their face and saying their name. Oh, that's right, and snapping. Yeah, so I was snapping a lot. And a big part of the second coming was I would transport them, like save their soul, essentially. Sure. And um, they would go to a place where everybody was gay. So, (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't want to go there? Hey, sounds pretty good to me, right? Sign me up. And um, yeah. So then you went away. And then I went in the um, hospital again. Yeah. And in the same same exact hospital room that I was there a week earlier. Wait, like actually the same one? Yep. Because the room across the way was 1122. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm, at least I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but yeah, same exact. Yes, it was because I remember walking down. I was getting escorted um oh, to the bathroom mm-hmm. by the n- nurse there who yeah. i thought was you yeah i thought, I thought it was you and a in a per- another person's body this is when the delusions were becoming like d- big big delusions right. right um and i was walking down the hall and in another room there was a a girl there about my same age who seemed like she was experiencing similar things as me um who was there the week before so she had been there the whole week yeah oh yeah and i know my retelling of this is kind of splotchy because things are I'd- no it makes sense i mean it makes sense to me yeah and well, then you- okay so the reason i thought it was you yeah is because this girl was really trying to help me like you would and she kept giving me looks that like you would give like uh-huh. like and she had a mask on so that didn't help you know right, with right. her face and she was really cool too like man she had a shaved head she had tattoos everywhere uh, i remember her name um i i, I wrote a, a uh, an apology in the hospital for her but i didn't ever send it cuz i like don't know how to do that but um you're so sweet there was Lauren. also 
There was also this moment where I was talking about like, oh, I'm an actor and I've been in this and I've been in this. She's like, oh, yeah. What have you been in? I was like, I was in once at the Phoenix Theater Company. She's like, oh, I saw that. I was like, oh, you did? She's like, yeah, I saw it twice, actually. I'm like, <gasps> and that also I was like, Kate saw it more than one time. Uh, You're Kate. Yeah. Yes. Part, I mean, there's again, things were happening in my reality that were feeding into my delusions. Sure. Whereas like on a normal day, you'd be like, oh, my God, you did. That's that's cool. Yeah. But this was yeah. like spiritual it was yeah 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 destiny yeah divine yeah. there's there's uh, also i was like closing my eyes a lot because i thought it was jesus and i thought i was running out of time mm. and every time i had my eyes open i was my my clock was counting down sure and when it got to zero i was gonna die oh yeah this is some like avengers endgame shit like there's yeah. a lot going on here yeah i also How is thought that not that stressful Oh, it's completely stressful. Yeah, so stressful. There was a point where I thought that if I moved my feet to the left, uh -huh. I could rewind time. And if I moved it to the right, I could fast forward time. Oh, wait, I like that. I know. That was kind of dope. And if I closed one eye, I could see um, the facade that everyone was putting out. And if I opened my right eye, I could see the truth. Oh, my God. Yeah, it See, was a lot. But it sounds believable. Yeah. Oh, and then it, it culminated. It culminated to the the point of me um, singing the I Love You song mm -hmm. from Putnam County Spelling Bee. Yes. Uh, belting it at the top of my lungs and them having to strap me down and sedate me. Fuck, dude. Because I thought I was going to die. I mean... That makes sense. <laughs> it was a lot. It does. Yeah, that's when it got scary because I, I, yeah. I thought I thought I was Jesus and I was going to be <laughs> I was going to be crucified. And how like, many days into you? Because then they put you in a where did you go? I mean, you don't have then, to say the name, but what is that place? So, yeah. So then I went to a it's a hospital. Yeah, it's a um, I got transported right from the hospital to this place and I was out of it. I didn't really know what was going on. I sure. just know that, oh, I'm getting in another ambulance. Right. Or like a transport. They strapped me to another gurney to take me to this facility. And this is where I was singing. I was singing and I'm like, I'm a good singer. And the guy who's transporting is like, okay, sing something. I'm like, oh. what do you want me to sing? What do you want? And he's like, I don't know. Sing some Evanescence. I was like, bitch, I oh, got Oh, that's you. your jam. And so... <laughs> So I sing and I do my what's her name? Amy Lee or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I do like an Amy Lee impression in the lobby of this hospital. Oh, no. And this is probably I got transferred in the middle of the night. So it's yeah. probably like midnight. And I'm singing like, oh, could you like, right, right. And they're like, man, that was good. That was really good. I was like, thank you so much. Thank you. Here's my thank resume. You. And my headshot. Thank you. And then, yeah, I got to this uh, and then it was like, yeah, it was a mental health facility that also um, it basically it was for people who are mentally ill uh, and um, going through a, a drug rehab. Mm -hmm. They were um, what's it called when you addiction withdrawal? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so that was uh, and i spent 10 11 days there yeah and again i had the time of my life there yeah uh it was i there were a lot of ups and downs but again i had this fixation with other people and i had this jesus complex where i felt like i was helping others and i remember in the intake room there was a guy going through serious withdrawals he was um well you got there and you had to be in a room with other people while you waited to get like a bed right and and i again hadn't been sleeping i'm have all this energy they give me some papers in a folder and this guy is just like curled up shivering in a chair going through withdrawals cupping his crotch because oh. he's like man i got such blue balls right now like he's telling me all these things so i take the i take the apparently when you go through withdrawals you got big blue balls I'm oh just i learned a lot while i was in there. yeah and i took the folder and i just started fanning him because he oh. was so like he was sweating Aww. but he was going like through chills he's, he's like oh my god thank you so much like, he was like <laughs> helping and do again it fed into my like jesus complex I was right like, yeah you're welcome like, what I'm else he- do you need yeah what do you need like what can i get you right um, but that's very you in normal life anyway yeah but not you're, to that you're not to degree. that degree but you're very much like okay how can i help how can i yeah. like you're very good at setting like like me with all my shit in the first house anytime mm. anybody tells me something goes wrong i immediately see myself at the center of that it's like 15 yeah. 20 30 minutes later where i'm like oh okay this isn't about me yeah you're not like that at all you're no. very much I'll- like let's focus on who's hurting yeah and that makes sense because all my placements are um besides my mars are on the northern hemisphere mm-hmm. right that's what it's called yeah the top part yeah 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 about and it, you i talk to you every day while you're in that place yeah i and called you every day yeah it wasn't until like the fourth or fifth day that you said something where i was like oh she knows what happened you think you said to me like <laughs> yeah i thought it was jesus <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't know you knew that. I mean, I didn't say that, but, the, right. my, you know, in my brain, I'm like, uh, OK, there was like a weird time where you were like one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. And that's throughout my entire stay there. It felt very much like that. But yeah. I was hot shit in the hospital. Everybody's I was friends with everybody. I went exclusively by low. And every right. time I introduced myself, <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I like, start calling you that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, will. Like, I said, my name's low. It's the opposite of high. Cause <gasps> you had a bunch of drug addicts in there and they, they laughed. Oh my God. They laughed. Oh my They're God. Like, hey, it's low over here. I made so many friends while I was in there and I learned so much about different people and different, different cultures, different experiences. Well, there's there's Um, a a smattering of human beings in there. Just like, okay. So looking back at that, do you think that that was the best place for you to be? Yes. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think that it wasn't 
isn't the best place, you know, like there right. are definitely issues with it. I mean, it was, first of all, in the September 2020, and this right. is in the heat of COVID. Right. Um, I'm in, a, I'm staying in a hospital right. with people who are, uh, are getting off of drugs and right. are mentally ill. Right. And um, there were a lot of, there were a lot of issues between the patients and the people helping. Yeah. I remember that it was. Yeah. But it felt like a camaraderie between like, we were all on the same level. Um, and I was still experiencing delusions. And, and while I was in there, I was able to talk to other people that were kind of going through similar experiences as me. Right. And that's when I started to um, get this feeling that I feel like mentally ill people have this this facade that's taken away right. of, like I said, with these inhibitions, um, with their connections to the otherworldly, the spiritual. Right. Um, where I think... I'm not saying that everything that they're experiencing is true, but that I, I, I don't, does that make any sense? It I'm does. That, like, it, it, well, it does because part of like the issue with doing that type of work, even when you're in your, I don't know, regular mind, your right mm -hmm. mind is, well, is this real? Yeah. Right. And there's so many times, you know, even I get messages in, in readings. I'm like, okay, well, your, your dad is saying this, uh, and it, to me, it feels fake. And they're like, oh, my God. Yeah, he said that all the time. Yeah. Right. There's that inhibition of, well, this isn't possible. And I yeah. guess what you're saying is like that, that, that specific veil is sort of lifted when you're going through this because everything seems more possible. Right. Mm -hmm. Like the, the, yeah. it, and that I think is what fucked me up. Uh, uh, like is, as far as the mediumship stuff goes, because I, when you watch somebody go through something like that, who never showed any signs, it's not like you were like always weird or like always offbeat or like always saying like never, not even mm -hmm. one time in the whole time. I, I always you. had a level of like my feet on the ground. Yeah, always you, like, you know, sometimes I'll go to like, like when we would go to psychic group and people would be like, oh, yeah, uh, these these dragon people and you know like you never said yeah. anything like that so no. when you were going through this part of me was like okay so what's real then because i didn't not believe you <laughs> I guess, yeah. you know what i mean like there was not yeah. a part of me that was like oh she's just experiencing psychosis Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I know nothing about that. I know nothing about delusions. I know nothing like from from a a, a health standpoint at all. Yeah. Actually, just even colloquially, I know nothing about it. And so nor it, do I really It felt well, you went through it. I mean, it felt yeah. real to me. And as somebody who would sit in front of people and say, I see dead people. Mm -hmm. And then for <laughs> you to come and be like, well, I'm seeing this was a very hard to have those two things exist without feeling an overwhelming amount of ex existential dread, like just because I didn't know what you don't know what to make of it. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it honestly, I you like, I don't know if brave is the right word, because I know sometimes when you say that to people, people are like, I'm not brave. Mm -hmm. But you have (laughs) like sprung back so well. Like, I think if I had gone through that, I would have like denounced spirituality altogether. Yeah. I mean, I almost did. It wasn't even me. That's true. Like, how do you well, how do you engage in that and not still question like how does that work? uh, Well, it's interesting you you say that because I I do struggle still with my connection with spirituality the way I did before all of this. Right. So. Because I don't know what's real and what's a delusion because I've experienced so many delusions. Right. That sometimes when I feel like I'm getting um, like an intuitive hit. Yeah, exactly. That I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'm just feeling crazy again. Mm. And it doesn't help that my family has kind of connected any type of spirituality, any type of like astrological um, conversation to my connection with my psychotic break. So anytime I start talking about like astrology or Mm. a tarot or something, I get those same looks from my Mm -hmm. family of like, oh, what's going on? Should we be concerned that she's going to go back to the way she was? So because of that, it's been really hard for me to embrace um, my spiritual practice. Right. And it's kind of been on the back burner. I still, I mean, I'm still, I got all my candles here yeah, and I, yeah. I got some crystals, but I definitely haven't been practicing the same way. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. I mean, you went through an incredibly traumatic thing that can't really be qualified or quantified in the same way that we can't qualify or quantify spirituality. Yeah. Like they live in the same place. I mean, my mom always says like, you know, when she has people go through what you went through, um, especially those people who suffer from hallucinations, uh, she's like, I don't know if what they're seeing is not real in some reality that isn't what we are currently agreeing upon. Mm -hmm. I mean, what? Yeah. How do you tell the difference? I know. I like when you like, see number patterns now, are you quick to uh, tell yourself like, no, that's I hardly not. see them anymore. Interesting. I think because I'm I'm if I open myself up, I see. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I definitely think of them as as messages from spirit. Sure. But I'm not as I'm not looking for them. I you know what I mean, just flickered. That was weird. <laughs> I'm not looking for them. Right. Um, like I, I won't talk to my guides and ask them. I don't know. I just, yeah, it feels crazy. It's <laughs> crazy. It's, a, it's, it's amalgamous. Yeah. But I mean, I cannot, I literally cannot imagine because even like I did, I went through that all secondhand. I wasn't even there for all of it. I mean, there was like maybe four or five days where I was with you like every day for a few hours. And then, you know, you went, you went to the facility. Mm -hmm. And then after that, there was this period of time where 
you were very yeah depressed depressed um and it took it even took me a couple of months to get back into the idea of like okay spirituality is safe to practice yeah um because you wonder if on some level you're not just doing a microcosm of what you are going through right it's it's not anything like your experience is totally unique to you but i I wonder sometimes, you know, because when you do talk to dead people, when you do read tarot, sometimes it does feel like the fucking Truman show, you know, because you do make these connections that are like, bro. Like, this is crazy. Like, yeah. Like, you serious? You this is this makes sense to you. I'm just making, quote unquote, making this up. Right. Right. And it and it does make sense. It makes sense to a lot of people. And so. It's just it like I look at you now and I think, dude, like, I don't know how you got out of that and are where you are now. People. Yeah, that's how I did it. You and my family and people in my life um, and drugs, of course. Yeah. The prescribed drugs. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about weed? Because like, as you know, I stopped smoking. Mm-hmm. After Hell yeah. smoking for 10 fucking years, bro, every day for 10 years, I'm opening yeah. my countdown calendar because I have a countdown. I like to look and see three months. Yeah. Three months, one day and 14 hours since I stopped. Damn. Smoking. Yeah. Which was Congrats. like that was like 80 percent of my identity. Yeah. As you know, that's, um, that's how. Yeah. When I fuck. first met you, that was like one of the biggest things. Yeah, man. Yeah. I always had my vape. I was always because I, I wasn't but, when you smoke that much, you don't get like <laughs> stoned anymore. Yeah. 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 It's and I was telling myself I did it for like pain management. I'll tell you what, I haven't I don't have any pain. <laughs> I don't know where that I don't know what that was about. <laughs> At least not it's anymore. The other coping. Mech. Yeah. Yeah. Dif- different types of pain. Well, I went out. <laughs> We went out uh, with my mom and my brothers and I went into the stall in the bathroom and I reached in my purse for my vape. Oh, it's been three months. But that's what we would do. Yeah. You know, like so much habit, so much ritual habit there. Mm -hmm. Like how much do you think that played into what was happening? A lot. (laughs) Really? Yeah. I think a lot of it. A lot of the... um, I don't know the grandeur of mm-hmm. it all, mm-hmm. the delusions, because I've and I've looked into I mean, ever since this happened to me, I've looked into the effects of um, the combination of uh, marijuana and Adderall. Mm-hmm. And there's not like a lot of conclusivity, but it's not good when you mix it. Yeah, um, because I was and I was in the hospital. I was diagnosed as bipolar. Right. Bipolar two, two. Yeah. And um, I and it feels right. But at the same time, I feel like um, with the amount of weed I was smoking and the Adderall and the added um, antidepressant, that's mm-hmm. kind of what took me to the ma- mania. Yeah. Um, and I'm still I don't have insurance to get like all these opinions but right. I'm, I'm looking into uh i'm looking into it i definitely i i still dabble with weed mm-hmm. i um i take edibles sometimes and yeah. and smoke 
flower, but not anywhere near what I was well, doing. We were vaping constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Constantly. Yeah. And, and, but I also felt that it helped me lift those inhibitions. Yeah. That made me think that what I was experiencing was crazy. Right. Yeah. Well, it, d- I mean, I miss it sometimes and I'm like, do I miss it? D- or was it like a placebo? Yeah. Thing. I mean, mm-hmm. when, when that first happened to you, the first question my mom asked me was, is she smoking those vapes? And by vapes, we don't mean the nicotine kind. We mean the no. kind that have THC in them. Yeah. So, uh, and I was getting them for us. And, mm-hmm. um, and at that point I'd gotten my card. Yeah. So been, I mean, we both had our, our medical yeah. cards and, um, I remember her saying like, you know what, Caitlin, this is so weird because she's in school to be a nurse practitioner. And that week they had sent her this study that they wanted her to read over and look at that they had just done at the Mayo Clinic about marijuana and psychosis and the connection between people who already have a predisposition to mental illness or, Mm -hmm. you know, depression or anxiety or really anything on that scale. And the propensity of weed to ignite uh, exactly what happened to you, like a a psychosis, an episode of psychosis. Mm -hmm. Um, And that they were saying, especially now with how potent it has become, right? Because we've learned to curate it and, and all of that, like how, how dangerous it can be, you know, and how easily accessible it can be too. Yeah. 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 And and how it's it's marketed. And look, I'm not saying weed is bad. I don't I genuinely don't know. I stopped smoking for uh, for other health reasons. But, you know, it's marketed and was always marketed as a drug that doesn't have any side effects mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a drug that is totally harmless, yeah. like drinking yeah. water. Yeah. Like it's just it's natural. An, it's plant. It's a plant. Right. Right. It's just natural. And so you can't really do any wrong. You can't, you know, you can't go wrong with it. Yeah. Um, and I tell you what, since I stopped smoking, I remember everything and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I have memories now that I'm like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I remember that. You know, oh. I mean, not like not like, like I'm you remember resurfacing thing- traumatic memories, but I'll be like, oh, my God, when I was eight, oh, we went okay. to the store that one time to get that certain kind of bread. And, and I saw that person do this and I'm like, what the fuck is this? When I was smoking, I couldn't remember anything from like more than two years ago. Same. None. <laughs> and now I dream constantly. Oh yeah. Oh bro. If somebody had told me that was going to happen, I probably would have never stopped smoking. Cause I hate dreaming. You it's, hate it. Yeah, bro. It's like a movie every night in my head. I love it. I love dreaming. Oh, I had some crazy dreams last night. I have crazy dreams all the time. In fact, the other day I had a dream that fucked me up, bro. Uh oh, fucked me up. I dreamt Would you like to share kind of because it was it was um, see, I'm telling you, I'm very I'm so much different now than I was when it comes to mediumship and spirituality. I'm very um, scarable, very easily uh, agitated. You, you, you think I've always been that way? different? I don't know. I feel like I feel like when I started, I had sort of a reverence for the craft. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Or like this idea that like some people were out there doing it and it was like really legit. And not that I don't still feel that way, but it's a lot more amalgamous to me now 
and I'm a lot more easily perturbed. I think mm-hmm. by things like I'm going to break from giving readings right now. It's like the happiest I've been in years. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't, you know, it's, but I dreamt that. And the, and the problem with the dream was that it was very real, took place in my house now. And there was like some haunting shit happening. And there were these mm. three, three kids, these three little Mexican kids. I live right near the border. So that tracks. Um, and weird stuff was happening in the house. Stuff was getting moved. Like I was sweeping the floor and all of a sudden the floor went from like being tiled to like the brick underneath it. Like somebody had like removed. And I remember saying to Matt in the dream, like, this isn't normal. Like something's going on here. And then I would like look back down and the tile would be back. Like very much American Horror Story. Yeah. Very, you know, skeleton key. Spooky haunted, spooky shit. Time. Yeah, spooky shit. And these souls were around and I was seeing them as I see dead people in my waking life. Mm-hmm. And they were very poltergeisty. So I guess what I mean by that is like prankstery. Like mm-hmm. I could see them and I don't see bad spirits normally. So I trusted them. I trusted that this was just like three kids. And I was like, okay, I can cross you over. But then things got very weird very quickly. And I could tell Hmm. that they were not who they said they were. Um, And I mean, things got a little dreamish, but for the most part, they were like wreaking havoc in my house, in my neighborhood. And they kept being very like, very like devil vibes, right? Which is like not something I particularly prescribe to, (laughs) but it was scary. And it was so real. So, 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 so real. And I kept asking them like things that I ask normal dead people, like what's it like on the other side? And their responses were just like incredibly morbid and like sinister is a good word for it. Yeah. And I couldn't get them out. I couldn't get them out. It was like to the point where I was like, like even just thinking about it, like panics me. I woke up, I dropped to my knees and I started praying. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's how much that that fucked me up. (laughs) I dropped to my knees. Yeah. Do you think that there are three, three children that need your help? Or do you think that's just an equivalent, like a mediumship stress dream as is like, us having a dream where we don't know the words to a performance we're going to be on the second one yeah 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 because i think when spirit has visited me in dreams before it's not not that it can't be scary but it's just not it's it's a lot more like you and i are talking right now yeah yeah like it's a lot it's real but in the sense that it's not fantastical this was a little fantastical right there's like with the tile Mm -hmm. disappearing coming back and um so usually ship stress dream yeah it was and i was like breathless i was my <laughs> mom had messaged me to see if i wanted to come down and visit her and i'm i sent her this whatsapp and i deleted it because in the whatsapp i was like hey mom um and i'd been awake for like three hours already like three hours already yeah you you really rev yourself up yeah, I fucking do because because of this, because and, and yeah. I always say in all yeah. my readings to people like I don't claim to know anything and like maybe that's bad. Like maybe I need to get a bigger dick about this. But like it, <laughs> I always say like, I don't know how I do what I do. I don't yeah. know if I'm like the only person in the universe. And I so I know everything. I don't know if like time is not linear. Like I talked about this on my live last week. Right. Like, I don't know 
if I'm like pausing time and like hopping forward and going and figure things out, coming back, and then I don't remember, I don't fucking know yeah. how this works. I don't know. It's like being Erica. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 1000%. So like, what do you, how do you live your life in that way? It's hard. Bitch. Yeah. Bro, it's hard. <laughs> if you figure it out, let me know. I know. It's like, uh, well, And that's what I want to talk about. There's so many people come to me and they're like, okay, I don't know if I'm crazy or if I'm seeing spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why I'm so grateful that you were willing to talk about this because if everything else seems normal, you're probably good to go with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it took me a while and that's why I think having friends is so important. And the other day I went, (laughs) I went and did a a sound healing and the lady said to me, uh, uh, do you have a good support system? And I said, yeah, I have some really wicked, great friends. I said, my boyfriend is amazing. I said, I'm really, really lucky for that. And I say this a lot and have said it a lot that if I hadn't had you at the beginning of my journey, to be like, hey, I think I can talk to animals. Hey, yeah. I think I'm seeing dead people. And then have you reiterate back to me. Because when you were in your psychosis, I did not say to you, yes, I see your tail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I didn't know if I should. And at the, and I will say at that point, I didn't think I had an actual tail. Okay. I think I felt like a dog. And that mm. was where my tail would be had I had one. Yes. Yeah, you, didn't so. act, you weren't acting like a dog. No. I think well, you barked a few times, but I don't. Yeah, you but weren't. I used to do that as a kid. So, yeah, it was all very it was also amalgamous. And that's the problem. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like. It wasn't so unbelievable to me, yeah. especially given the fact that you've never been unbelievable to me. And you're right. The fact that like we've sat on the floor in this office and you've watched me like stream tears out of my face talking to your spirit guides. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, so like this is so out of the. Yeah, right. It wasn't really out, out of, of left field. Yeah. And I think like even leading up to it, people were like, well, you didn't notice. And well, looking, yeah. looking back, I noticed. Same. But, Same. But dude. Not now. I was no. like, oh, shit. You have been revving up to that for like a couple of months, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't. I didn't. Clock it. I mean, I get I. Mean, you- I, I, I like I don't want to say manic, but you know me and how up and down I get. And there are times mm-hmm. where I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, like a few days before it all happened. I remember you came over mm-hmm. and we were both we were both really like revved up. And I recorded it. I recorded it because. Yeah, because I was like very you much record everything on the down low. I do. Yeah, I, I do. Know. I love it because I feel like it, yeah, I, I'm going to need it for later. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, was, I feel like I remember that. Didn't we both cry at some point, too? I feel like I cried and then you cried. Oh, no, we were all we no, were being was, goofy about something. Yeah. About the second coming of Jesus Christ. Oh, oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like when you're with your best friend and you're like, that's just who yeah. we are always anyway. Yeah. So it didn't it didn't seem odd. But I do get that question a lot. People like, how do I know if I'm mentally ill? And I feel like if you're asking yourself that question, you're probably okay. You know, I mean, unless there are other things that are. And and again, back to the friends thing, I think because to have somebody be able to reflect that back to you 
and be like, okay, yeah. Like, obviously, I knew you weren't a dog. <laughs> you know, but when I came to you and said, I'm talking to animals, or you've had shit where you've come to me and be like, this happened. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course it did. Mm-hmm. You know, like having a sounding board, I think is really important because when you're in those moments, you're going to get back what you think you're going to get back. Yeah. Whereas when you were in that episode, you were looking at us and you're like, there's some cognitive dissonance here because what I'm feeling is really fucking cool. And I want to share with you guys. And you're looking at me like I'm mad. Yeah. And even in that state, you could recognize that. Right. There was something that wasn't matching up very much with with the reality. I mean, I still don't know what that is because I sometimes I'm like, dude, and I used to ask spirit all the time, but I'm too close to it. I care about you too much. I cared about that too much. I would, um, I would be interested in like trying to find somebody out there yeah. who I could talk to about this. That's like kind of in the middle, in the mid ground between spirituality and like psychology. Yeah, exactly. There's somebody I'll turn you on to. Uh, they don't have a ton of followers on Instagram, but the the username is not your average psychic all together. Okay. All woman. I'll send you the profile. And it's two psychologists who are mediums. <laughs> uh, they live well. in... Denmark. Ooh. But they speak English. Um, and they give readings often and a lot. I think they're expensive as a book. <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. But um, I'll send you their profile. Because yeah, I mean, it's they're so the two are so closely related. Yeah. So closely related. And there's not a single medium or psychic I've ever encountered that has not dealt with mental illness. Mm-hmm. And on and on a grand scale, right? It doesn't yeah. have to be like like I haven't experienced psychosis, but you know how fucking anxious and depressed I get. Oh, so like, yeah. there's not there's not a single person I've ever met who does this kind of work who has not experienced that. So is that like what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Yep. Right. Yeah. That 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 was a big question while I was healing too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a chicken it's a egg. lot, and it makes me wonder if. You know, because we talk about dimensions and timelines and like, is there a timeline where moving your feet to the left? (laughs) You know, I mean, I don't know. I'm not I don't even know enough to say that. I know. Couldn't be possible. I mean, I believed in Santa until I was seven, you know, like. Yeah, dude. Uh, See, and that's this has always been a a big comfort of mine. And I might have shared it on here, but that's like one of the. The only reasons I'm okay with dying Mm because i know that once i die i'm gonna gain all this knowledge at least this is my belief yeah i'll that i'll be able to understand all of the things that i didn't understand in the physical world Mm. or they just won't won't matter probably interesting i I feel like maybe they matter maybe they don't i don't know like i i have a list that as soon as i die i'm gonna ask the powers that be or wherever whoever like like, what's on your list Okay, who killed John F. Kennedy? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Where are there little green men aliens Mm. in the world? Ooh, Bermuda Triangle. If that's not on there, put that on there. All the, yeah, all the conspiracies, all of the this or that, like who killed John, a lot of like who killed these people. Yeah, because you got to know, you got to know. Who killed John Lennon? Who killed John Benet Ramsey? Oh, John Benet Ramsey. We know who killed John Lennon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we do. Yeah. JFK is a good one. This is really this really bad joke. Oh no! Tell it's me like, everything. What was John Lennon's big last hit? Oh no! What? The pavement. Oh, <gasps> fuck! 
Oh, that's bad, isn't it? It's it's bad, but he's been gone a while. He's probably fine now. Yeah, he's getting canceled too on TikTok. Oh, he is. Yeah. Why? Just, just, just. He didn't just, just. You know, look. Yeah. People can look into it. Yeah, I'm pe- gonna pe- keep that for myself. There's, there's a, a lot of people getting canceled. I um. And then there's a lot of people trying to uncancel people. I don't know which I don't know which camp I live in. I kind of live in the middle. I think it's fun to cancel people. Um, sometimes yeah, I, I feel like we shouldn't hold we should hold people to an expect like if you do wrong, you should like learn. Uh-huh. Um, and if you approve that you learned and can. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, do some people deserve to be canceled forever? Yeah, I mean, like, are we going to cancel Bill Cosby forever? Probably. Yeah. I yeah. am. Yeah, same. Out. He's out. Yeah. I mean, there's too many people that like deserve to be lifted up. Like, maybe instead yeah. of canceling people, we should like elevate. <laughs> yeah, but I, at the same time, not idolizing people. Oh God, I'm telling yeah. you, you got it. Look, this is a full circle moment. You got to watch that wild, wild country thing. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah, it's going to blow your fucking mind. Because people who run cults, look, if I was a little bit smarter and like 50% more confident, I think I could run a cult. I, I think you could too. Yeah. And honestly, I'd be your first follower. Yeah. We should, we should dissect that. <laughs> we should, I thought you were going to say, we should we, start a cult. No, we, I mean, maybe <laughs> we're, we're watching the Nexium cult documentary. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I said to Matt, I want to join this. <laughs> He's like, He's like, you are impossible. Well, that's that's how they get you in the beginning. That's how yes. all cults are. I like that's it. Why I real say I really enjoyed the American Horror Story season cult. I really did. I like you know? that one. I did, too. A lot of people didn't. I enjoyed it. I know because people it, don't people don't know it's good, man. The hive mentality. It's very strong. Yeah, I love it. I'm also like super into like my whole life. People have accused me of being a communist. I think the. <laughs> The idea of living, I mean, you know, amongst others with that shared, I don't know, something about that that I really like. I would love to go to a commune. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. We would thrive there. There's something so isolating about the individuality of capitalism. Oh, yeah. You know, it's disgusting. It's hard. It's rough. It's it's rough rough. if you're not the 1%. Yeah. If you're not a white dude with money. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Man, okay, season two. <laughs> I don't know what the hell else we're going to talk about, but there will be there will be more. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I still uh, there was a lot of stuff I didn't even touch on. I know in my experience that I would probably. I think I want to like maybe we'll do a part two, part two, or just kind of subsidize certain things. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I I I'm gonna. I want to like seek out if you're listening to this and you've had an experience that you're willing to share. I would love to know if I mean, I assume this happens that when you go through something like that, what is present in your life becomes even more present, like the musical thing, like the singing thing. Right. And like the spirituality and the the Irish myths and all of that, because you were like pretty convinced for a while that your cousin was your brother. And like there was there's a lot. My yeah, my cousin was my twin brother and was inhabiting my body. Yeah, right. Which is like that's like a big thing. I mean, I guess my last question is, do you ever worry you're going to wake up and be in that state again? 
worry no okay. i don't worry okay, because that's good. that makes me happy well because it wasn't a state that was worrisome to me mm. but i know that everyone around me worries that and that's oh, i don't what, is well, that bad good. no well because you came back so there's not even a trace of that left in you to me on the outside yeah yeah well i know that you i can you, you've been through some shit can, it's like yeah. being in a war and, you can't forget that no and i mask it pretty damn well yeah there i filter myself if you will mm. a lot of the time you're definitely like forever changed <laughs> i will I, I will admit that oh, oh, oh yeah but it, yeah it it brings me so much peace to have you back <laughs> like i don't know how else to say that you know what i mean yeah. like because it was such a departure from reality yeah from from what i knew to be yeah reality you know yeah so it's like from me who i was i yeah yeah who you are i mean yeah. i i st like yeah i don't worry about that i worry that you worry about that because I know like, OK, that makes me feel better. But I don't worry about that happening to you again, because I honestly. Even your dad, not like and I am not a medical professional, but even <laughs> your diagnosis didn't, still doesn't sit right with me. Same. It does. Doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what happened, but it was I feel like it was like a thing and now it's over. Yeah. I mean, you're suffering from it in many ways i'm sure still but it it was like an isolated event for me it doesn't yeah. resonate with me that that will happen again the same i feel like same. it was a combination of things right exactly like, so i don't know it makes me feel good that you don't worry about that because i don't think it i don't think it will come to pass again but yeah i don't think so yeah. um i think there's obviously i have a lot more to learn and a lot a lot of steps that i want to take in this journey and that was just the beginning of yeah. it um but i feel like i do have some answers in a year that i definitely didn't have last year and and, and a whole nother um level of acceptance or or just understanding what i went through yeah um and yeah. i'm sure that as time goes by you'll continue to be like oh oh Oh, like there oh. would be moments and, of epiphany, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I still get triggered on the daily of events that happen during that. And I do say triggered because it is. Yeah, you can absolutely say that. The other day mm -hmm. you messaged me because the price is right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is just like anything else, you know, when like there are certain times in my life where I went through super traumatic things. You know, I I terminated a pregnancy when I was 20 and there were movies I watched over and over and over and over and over during that time. And when I see them, yeah, I get triggered. It's triggering. Mm -hmm. um, takes you. It's just like smells or songs. Mm -hmm. it takes you right back to that. Yeah. And I will say that um, I did receive um, like group therapy after mm -hmm. I got out of the hospital. And that really it wasn't you know, it wasn't the most. Uh, life altering group group therapy i didn't learn about myself like it wasn't it was state mandated not state mandated but it was 
yeah very cheap group therapy but the fact that i got to go somewhere every week a few days of the week see the same people yes um it was very healing and i did learn a lot of um coping techniques that i do use and i highly highly recommend people um get the help that they need yes and that yeah yeah i mean and it's big advocate for that yeah hell yeah hell yeah I mean, uh, one of the one of the hardest things about that was sitting on the floor with your parents trying to find somebody who would help you. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. I think it was like a Saturday. Yeah. And so nobody was doing that, too. I don't know. I I would do it again. I know. But when all that was happening. Yeah. I just thank you. Of course. You're like my sister, man. I would literally do anything for you. And and I know. Yeah, I knew you would do the same thing for me. And I also didn't want to see you suffer when when you would look at me and say, like, I don't am I going to be like this forever? And I would say to you, no, you know, it mm-hmm. no, and an ambulance is going by now. How perfect, <laughs> um, you know, it was just it was rough. And your parent, it was rough for your parents. I mean, it was rough for everybody. Oh, yeah. Right. And and yeah. so, you know, but I think we called probably 40, 50, 60 places. Oh, my God. You know, and they wouldn't take you unless we would tell them that you were going to kill yourself. And you weren't at that. You weren't in that moment. You weren't at that place. No, So it was like, you know, no, but you don't understand. She's she's she needs help. Yeah. And they would be like, well, wait till Monday. Call her doctor. Like it was there was no support there. And yeah. I I would come home and say to Matt, like I would come home and I would cry and I would say like. I'm so fucking glad that Lauren has people because if you don't have anybody, you don't have money, you don't have a place to live, you don't, and you're experiencing something like that. You end up out on the street. You yeah. end up in jail. You end up yeah. where my mom works, mm-hmm. right? Where they bring people who can't stay in jail because they're mentally ill. Right. And no one knows you. Nobody knows where you come from. Nobody knows what your baseline is. And I was just always so grateful that you had, I mean, and your community goes way more out than just your parents and I, you've got, you've got people Mm -hmm. all over the place, but everybody kind of came together and was like, okay, how can we help this? And Mm -hmm. I just remember being so grateful for that because there was nothing else. There were not, there was nothing else in the community that was, that was helping us, that was guiding us, that was teaching us what to do or helping us to make it better for you. Right. You know, it just was like walking through the dark, knowing that you were going to fall in a pit at any second and you're trailing somebody behind you who's not well. Yeah. And you don't even really know why. You know, it would be like if it would be the same as if somebody got sick and couldn't stop throwing up and the hospital was closed or they were like, no, we can't take in the ambulance. Like, what would you do? It was the same mm-hmm. situation. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, that made me a huge advocate for not only mental health education, but resources and resources yeah. that know what to do and know how to assist and know to help. Right. Try and call the crisis center. And they were like, it's the weekend. It's like, what? People don't have psychotic breaks on the weekend? Yeah. You know, I mean, so it it opened my eyes in a lot of ways to that, because I think this is a, a rhetoric we say, something we say a lot is, oh, our mental health system stuff sucks. But until mm-hmm. you're sitting on the floor with your best friend and her parents on a Saturday afternoon, 
you know, and you're crying and then singing and you're going through this whole thing that's like obviously awful to go through and you can't do anything about it, then you really realize why it's important to fucking vote, why it's important to see what legislature is being passed, why it's important to make sure that some of the funds we pay in our taxes are going to mental health facilities, why it's important that we have people being educated about this who want to grow up and become, you know, mental health professionals and who seek to change what is very broken. Mm -hmm. I just, I had no idea. And, and seeing it from the inside too is a whole nother story. Cause I went to two different, um, I spent, you know, overnight in one facility, which was completely different than the facility that I spent a weekend. And I know people that have gone to that facility before Mm -hmm. and well to know that that's the the experience yeah it what it's one of the only ones here there's not a whole lot to choose from yeah yeah and um to know yeah it's a it's wild well that that was our that was like our only decision or that was our only choice right like when 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 they i i say this like lightly and not so lightly but like locked you up I mm-hmm. remember oh, saying, yeah. I always say that well, when I was in the clink. Yeah, because that's what it felt like. And I remember thinking, like, if this was me, I tried to be like, what would I want? What would I want mm-hmm. done for me? What would I, you know, you put yourself in that position, say, how can I make this the very best for this person who I love? And I remember saying to him, like, I don't want her in there. Like, there had to be a better option, but there wasn't. Mm-mm. I mean, and everything played out as it did. But at the time, it was frustrating because I wanted yeah. I wanted you to be in a place that was comfy and cozy and where they were going to be, I mean, coddling you and being like, you're going to be, you know, I wanted somebody to like make sure that you were brushing your hair and like, you know, all all the things that you, you know, like and that yeah. you if when you were thirsty, you could have whatever you wanted. And like, I didn't I didn't ever want you to feel like you were trapped a prisoner. Yeah. yeah. And but that was the only option they gave us. Yeah. You know, and so <laughs> that first one was a was a trip too. fuck, man. I'm telling yeah. you, I'm t- so it's you know, I think it's important that people talk about stuff like this. I think it's cool that you are so open, like not that you shouldn't be, but there's such a taboo and such a stigma around yeah. just mental. Well, you, like even when I started seeing dead people, I was like, don't tell anyone at the theater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they won't hire me again. Now everybody knows. Now everybody knows everybody's coming to you. Yeah, it's uh, that's yeah. a whole nother thing. But yeah, I mean, I think it's important that these conversations get had because oh, yeah. it I happens. love talking about it. I think it's anybody, anybody out there got a question for me? Go ahead and ask. I'll, yeah, I'll talk about let's it. do that. Let's see if anybody oh, yeah. uh, I can't tell you how many uh, like bless you all for listening um, I know. This, to this, this podcast. Is a, that this is a has, long one. Yeah, it was a long one. This one um, specifically, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this was a long one. It's a good one, though. And it's an important one. I mean, you know, when we first started this, I was very much like, oh, give the people what they want. It has to be very, very yeah. this way and very this way. And Research. people will people will listen if they want to listen. And yeah. the, the amount of people who have messaged me and been like, hey, are you guys going to bring that back? It's staggering, humbling and also a little bit nerve wracking <laughs> because I had no idea that people listen so much but they do and that's great like it's great we love it yeah dude thanks for hanging in hopefully you learned something or at the very least had a fun story time but yeah Yeah. if you've got questions for lauren hit us up on on the gram you know where to find me and i think by proxy 
you know, I think most people know where to find you, but when this episode so. comes out, I'll, I'll tag your, your shit in it and yeah. put it on the, on the gram. And well, um, if you guys want to see all the shit posting I do on TikTok, follow me there. <gasps> yeah. Lauren's TikTok famous. I mean, I've gotten a considerable amount of followers. Lately. I know. I know. I know. You, it's because of the astrological content. I yeah, shit, you eat that up. Lauren knows what she's talking about with that shit, man. I made five videos a few months ago and have not made a single one <laughs> since. <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, the I, moon's I, in Taurus today and I love it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Blessed. I'm blessed be. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm here for a Taurus moon. One thousand percent here. OK, Me so too. thanks for listening to our first thanks, episode. Guys. Second season. We love you. <laughs> We'll be back with some more cool shit. I don't I can't say that I know what it'll be yet. But if you have questions or things you want to talk about, hit us up. Let us know. Yes. Yeah. Comment. What do they say? Comments, suggestions, critiques, comments, critiques, suggestions. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever the fuck. (laughs) Put it put it in. Slide into my DMs. My my DMs. And I'm horrible at checking. But do it. Yeah. Do it. Do it. I always just picture like somebody doing a baseball slide. That's what I picture, too. That's funny that you said that. I actually do because slide into slide into my DMs. Yeah. Slide, slide, slide hard and let us know what's up. Okay. We love you. Stay safe. Love you guys. Mask up still, please. Please get vaccinated. Oh, now we can say that. Oh my God. We couldn't say that before. Yeah. Get Get vaccinated. I'm almost (gasps) ready for my booster. I'm ready for my booster. I went yesterday and had a COVID test. Negative. So exciting. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'm ready for my booster. And she's like, your booster is ready for you. (gasps) <gasps> and I was like, do you want to go on a date? <laughs> like, do you want to? Hey, flirty. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse okay. me. Do you have it? <laughs> do you have it? Has he been sliding into your DMs? Okay. Yeah. So get back, Max up, and we'll see you next episode. Drink some water. Yeah. Yeah. That's my <laughs> advice. Bye. Bye.